Chefs at Johnson & Wales and in thousands of restaurants around the globe will tell you that the hottest name in hand-forged Japanese-style knives at an affordable price is Forged to Table. The company was founded in 2017 by Johnson & Wales alumni Noah Rosen when he was still a student dedicated to the pursuit of the perfect knife for culinary students, working chefs, and home cooks alike. His guiding motto was, and still is, uncompromising quality at a fair price. Though Noah is no longer a student, he is still dedicated to that same pursuit. His flagship blade, the 8-inch Gyoto Chef's Knife, has developed a cult following among kitchen professionals and podcast hosts across the country. That's right. And today we're talking about gifts. So one of my favorite gifts to give and receive are knives. I love to gift them. I love to gift beautiful, high-quality knives, and I love to receive them. And I think Fortune Table is perfect for gift giving this holiday season, whether you're looking for a small paring knife to their flagship eight inch Kyoto knife, a bread slicer, anything in between, they have it all. Plus they have accessories. So when you're looking for gifts, don't forget to check out forgetotable.com. And when you're shopping for Forge to Table gifts for your friends and family, you can go to their website, forgetotable.com to look at their wide variety of options. Uh, and Culinary Now listeners, at checkout, by using the code CULINARYNOW, C-U-L-I-N-A-R-Y-N-O-W, all one word, at checkout, receive an additional 15% off. Look, the holidays put everyone's budget tight. Get an extra 15% off. It makes the budget a little more forgiving. Uh, if you're on campus in Providence, you can also find Fortress Table Knives uh, at the Johnson Wales Providence Bookstore, but you do not get the discount. So shop online. Uh, be sure to follow at Forge the Table on Instagram for great recipes from their test kitchen and keep yourself in the loop on exciting new knives and products, kitchen gear, etc. And also some giveaway opportunities. Forge the Table is proud to support the development of new and aspiring cooks and chefs everywhere and to join in the effort to create a better industry for us all. Little white pills and sweet red wine Oh, I know they're your weapon of choice A couple of vices and a vagabond Now you're known for just one voice Begging please, can you help me, sir? The last thing you supposedly said You're better off knowing what you are Before you know it, you wind up dead Welcome everyone to the Culinary Now podcast. I'm Jamie Schick. And I'm Matt Britt. And today, we have a gift guide for you. So gifts for the sweet or savory chef or culinary enthusiast in your life. So we've put together a list of top gifts that we love to give and receive. So let's start it off. Matt, why don't you just jump right in with your first gift? Okay. So I kind of broke my list up into a couple different sections. I have sort of larger gifts, and then I have some stocking stuffers. I mean, I really feel like... I did the same. All right, good. So I feel like some of the larger gifts, and I feel like we're we're speaking to culinary enthusiasts. So people that are committed to the craft, they're going to invest in higher quality products, which eventually come with a higher price, right? So my first item, and I think that this is a no-brainer gift for anyone who is a serious cook that wants a serious piece of equipment that will last forever and it will never let them down, and it is a Vitamix blender. Ooh, that's a good one. That's actually not on my list. So, I mean, 
full disclosure, I mean, you're starting at like $300 and it's, it's, it's an investment, right? So for those who know me know that I absolutely despise blenders that have more than one or two buttons. Like, I don't think you need grind and chop and pulse and mix and, and, and comfort you. And I don't think you need that. I think you need on and off. And for years I used actually a wearing bar blender, which was just on and off. It didn't even have like a dial, like some of the Vitamixes do to go from different speeds. And it was awesome, but it was a bar blender and I was using it for a lot of food production. So it, it ran its course and I had to invest in something else. And I just think that this is the right investment for someone who wants to buy a heavy duty, high performing piece of equipment that's going to last for at least a decade without you ever having to touch it. It is industrial. It is clean. It is streamlined. It is on off with a knob to go from one to 10. Very little frill, very high performance, always at the top of my list for people that are willing to spend a little bit more to really like, wow, that kitchen enthusiast. I like it. I, I have a Vitamix. I love it too. So I think that's a great, a great gift. Since we're kind of starting on the high end, I'll go with my, I'll go with my high end gift as well. I do want to mention though, that these gifts, even though this is going to release close to Christmas and holiday time, these gifts are great for anniversaries, graduations, birthdays, any occasion like Valentine's day, however you want to do it. These are just great all purpose gifts. So with that, my first gift is going to be, I'm going to assume most people have a KitchenAid. And so my gift, the ones that I have, oh, you don't, the ones that I have gifted that I have loved and received are all of the specialty attachments. So I've gifted the pasta roller and the spice grinder, to, um, sorry, the meat grinder to my husband. And I have been gifted the ice cream attachment for the KitchenAid. So I think all of those are great gifts. I use the ice cream bowl quite frequently. We use the pasta roller all the time, the meat grinder constantly. So these are things that are in my constant rotation. But if you don't have a KitchenAid, then my gift suggestion would be the actual KitchenAid mixer because of all the extra things that you can buy to go with it. So KitchenAid and or the attachments to go with it. Yeah, I like the idea of giving a gift that could then perpetuate future gifts. Like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a historically bad gift giver. Cause I just, I'm, I don't know. It's just not part of my brain. I get to think that way, but um, like, I want to give gifts. I just don't have creativity in that sense. But I think if you buy a KitchenAid mixer and then, you know, for supplemental birthdays or as you said, anniversaries, you can kind of provide sort of the frills to that. Um, you saw me shaking my head. I don't own a KitchenAid, which is sort of like blasphemous being a chef. I make bread in a bowl with a spoon because I'm just a glutton for pain. I don't know why. And wow. Like, but, but like, here's my problem. It's not because I, I want to do that. It's just because I have other, I spend my $350 on a blender. You know, it's like, it's like, I get it. But I will tell you that if you're someone like me who has their own pasta machine and their own meat grinder and like all these sort of like individual pieces of equipment. The KitchenAid is great because from a consolidation standpoint, from a sort of a concise space saving, it's one machine that does all these things potentially. And not that I'm really a great bread maker to begin with, making bread in a bowl with a spoon is never going to give you the friction and, and sort of the consistency that you'll get with, with a, a machine, which is designed to make it easier. So that's, on my list, but I'm glad you said it because it's it should be on everyone's list for the kitchen enthusiast. 
Yeah, I agree. And if you want to get into making pasta, instead of having a pasta roll you have to clamp to the table, the, the little attachment is literally amazing. You can do sheets, you can do fettuccine, spaghetti. It's We love it. Oh, although it is adorable watching a four-year-old crank pasta the old school way. So, like, if you're into right, those yes. moments, you know, I'll, I will say. Um, so next on my list, a little bit lower in the price department, but still something that can sort of tick up pretty quickly, is a really nice pepper mill. And I think that this is something that is not necessarily, as you said, just for Christmas. My brother-in-law got married last June. This was our wedding present to him and his wife because I feel like it's something that you're going to use. Unlike a KitchenAid mixer or even a Vitamix blender, you're going to use a pepper mill almost daily if you're cooking from scratch and at home and you're cooking on the regular. And I see a lot of really good cooks that still use pre-ground black pepper. And it just irks the living crap out of me because like, who knows when that was ground. It was probably stored in a freezer for years. And there is, you know, we do this in our classes a lot in, in the beginning part of culinary classes is we'll grind fresh pepper and we'll have students smell both fresh and sort of store-bought pre-ground. And the difference is astounding, astounding on what you can get from a flavor and an aromatic standpoint. So if you're in the market, and again, like this can go upwards of like a hundred bucks. I think a pepper mill I own is like a Peugeot pepper mill, which I think they make better pepper mills than cars, but like, that's just me. Like, I think that it was around a hundred dollars, for a piece of equipment that's like, you know, this big and does really one thing, I guess you could grind whatever, but it's worth it because you use it. I use my pepper mill three times a day. Sometimes it's like, it's, it's, it's a very universally useful piece of equipment. So yeah, I agree. I agree with that. We've gifted pepper mills as well. I agree. My next one, probably in a similar price point, would be a really high quality apron, such as like Headley and Bennett or Kaysen, but something that's high quality, sturdy. You can get fun prints. You can get them monogrammed, initialed, embroidered. And if you're going to take cooking seriously, you're going to want to protect your clothes and yourself when you're in the kitchen. So have fun with it. They have a lot of different patterns. And these are actually ones that me and my husband have both used in the industry. I love them. I love having fun with apron colors. So I think a high quality apron is a really, really great gift. I remember, first off, shout out to Forcia Table, who partners with Case and Aprons to yep. make a fantastic apron. So I want to give Which we both have, yes. Yeah. You know, just a shameless plug to our, to our <laughs> friends at Forcia Table. I, I, I remember when I first started coming up in the industry, like Chef Wear, not Chef Works, had like all those funky prints for like the baggy chef pants. And like, that was like the rage. Chili peppers. (laughs) Chili peppers. And I had fish and carrots and it was, you know, whatever. And I feel like the industry has moved away from that. Like, and they've kind of said that, that I don't want to say it looks ridiculous, but I feel like we've, we've kind of straightened our, our expectation for chef pants to be sort of just, you know, black or, or like pinstripes or something more, more neutral. But I do see the, the current iteration of that being the apron, right? And people can really express themselves through their aprons. You mentioned, and I'll just move away from the fortune table case in because it's up 
a sponsor and but you mentioned Henley and Bennett and I and I and I love their aprons. I think they're super powerful. I at Johnson and Wales occasionally will you know whole host an MAT student like a, a student teacher as part of my program and every student teacher because they do a lot of work in our class they help with grading mm-hmm. they help with all the curriculum development they're really they're really amazing and my gift to them at the end of the or at the completion of their program is is always a Headley and Bennett apron because as you said it's it's an investment. It's not like, you know, they're around 80 to 120 bucks. I mean, it's, it's a lot. For and, a piece. and upwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot for a piece of fabric, but in our business, you need to present in a very professional way. And I think the apron is part of that. Like we're not in a situation where people are wearing white bistro aprons anymore. The bib apron has come to stay. And I think that it's an opportunity to be stylistic, but it's also an opportunity to be, showing of your professional or your commitment to the craft, right? You know, I think in a past episode, Chef Ray McHugh said that being part of a professional organization shows that you're committed to your craft. I think looking the part also shows that. And I I mean, it can get expensive. I get that. So, you know, I don't want to dumb down the idea of just a nice pressed white chef coat and clean black pants and whatever apron, that's fine. If that's what you can do, do that. But as you continue to invest in your in your craft, a nice apron says a lot, you know? It does. And these ones are high quality. I've had mine for years. They're they're not just a thin piece of fabric. They are heavy duty, high quality. And even if you can only get one, afford one, save for one, then I think that it will last you. And it is an investment. And I do agree. There's nothing wrong with a crisp, clean white jacket, black pants, but it's just another way to add some style flair and have a little fun in the kitchen. Yeah. And, and not to like be too cliche and like to go down this rabbit hole, but another great apron. And, and I know it's overdone is upper guard blue apron. I know it's like, you know, French laundry, Keller, people will kind of like, who are you trying to be? Like whatever. But like, it's a nice clean apron. It's heavy duty. It's going to last a while. And surprisingly, more affordable than some of the the more trendy ones that we just mentioned. So um, if you are comfortable trying to look like you work in the French Laundry, which I think we all would be pretty impressed if you did, um, it, it might be a good investment, a Brigard apron. And they have more than just the sort of the quintessential blue. You know, they have other ones as well, but they're, they're really high quality as well. So. Um, on sort of like, you know, the look, we talked about this in our ad. I don't think it's necessarily a style thing, but at least it is an investment in sort of just your overall presence is a good knife. You know, I know we mentioned this, you know, Forge Table has amazing knives. There's obviously, we're not being cynical here. There's a ton of great knife companies out there. And for and for years, um, you know, I would give to someone I know is really committed to the craft, I would give a knife as a gift because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a tough gift because it, knives are so specific. Do you prefer Japanese style, you know, European style? Do you prefer wooden handle, whatever I do the whole, and it, and it can get really pricey. But when you know someone and you kind of want to take a gamble, buying them a knife that, you know, will you think they'll like, is a great investment. And I always used to buy, I bought my father-in-law a Shun Nikiri knife, you know, 10 years ago now, and he still uses it. And it's like one of the best gifts, you know, he, he said I ever gave him. 
And I, and I agree with that because I think if you invest in that, you know, whether it be Forged Table, Shun, you know, I'm a big Masano fan, which again, is sort of a Japanese style blade. And, and again, those knives can get upwards into two, three, four hundreds easy, but it's an, an investment. And if you know the person you're buying for, I think that it's going to land really well and they're going to love a good knife. This is actually how I built my knife collection is I started asking for certain knives for Christmas. Like I started with a pairing and a petty and then I got my chef knife, my bread knife. I started asking for the ones I wanted. And actually I built my collection on Mac knives based off of what my husband used. And I love, I love those, which is why they're a Japanese style knife, which is why we love Forge Table so much because they're very similar, but that's how I built my knife collection. I just asked for gifts and it's slowly, I was slowly able to phase out the knives I didn't like and build ones that I really, really did like. So I agree. You definitely have to know what style they like, but you could always just ask, or if you're listening and you're trying to come up with gift ideas for yourself, you can always put a knife on your list. So I, I agree. Knives are a great gift. And it's, I always like, I can always tell, like, I'm not saying like buy a knife. That's a great gift. Don't buy a whole set of knives. And what I mean by that is I feel like it's kind of an amateur move to say like, oh, here's the entire collection from one knife company. And this is going to do everything you want. You know, you walk into any chef's kitchen or house, open up their knife roll. It's probably unlikely that you're going to see two of the same brand. And there's a reason for that. It's because every knife company, you know, aside from Force to Table, every knife company does a um, a little bit different thing with their specific knives. And I feel like if you are truly investing in gifts to someone or even yourself, like do your research. Like, you know, a pairing knife from, from A is probably not as good as, you know, a chef knife also from A. Like you want to have variety. And I think that, that's reflective in my personal collection. Like I have only one Shun knife, but I also have a Masano. I also have a global boning knife. I mean, I have like certain things that could have reflect what I think are really, really good options from those particular brands. I'm going to move on to my next item, which is going to take us in a little detour. But when you give, when you have people who don't have a list or they feel like you feel like they have everything. I feel like I have everything. I don't need a lot for Christmas. One thing I love gifting is food items. So there's a lot of food subscription boxes and food boxes you can send. Last year, I sent my brother a cheese box. I had four different cheeses from a local cheese company. They have a pasta of the month club. There's a bourbon or wine of the month club. There's bourbon or wine whiskey advent calendars. I think a food box or food subscription is a great gift for the person who has everything because gifts that you can eat, you don't have to worry about where you're going to put this. What are you going to do with it? It's like, you just get to enjoy it. So I think food is a great gift. No, I, I agree. And I thought you were going to say like, what's the gift for someone who has everything? I I, I would thought you were going to say cash because like, I love just oh, getting, yeah, just, I mean, that's good too. Just give some money. No, um, no, but I agree. And like giving like a subscription and, and, and like, this is where you can tailor it right to someone yeah to the particular passion of the person, right? So if you know they're into cheese, as you said, like a good cheese subscription, or if you know they're into meat, maybe a Walden subscription or whatnot. Yep. Um, I know like someone, like I have a lot of friends that are really like concerned about sustainability and about food waste. So giving them some, like some of those misfit packages that send them like sort of ugly vegetables. I think that that can really mm-hmm. not only check off a box from like the gift giving side, but also from their sort of their social gastronomy side and like, and making sure that, you know, they know that you know them. And I think that's a really great idea, Jamie. 
I think also in the idea of being sustainable, and this just occurred to me, is you could also gift a cooking class to someone who, who maybe they're the enthusiast. They're not the chef on your list. They're just someone who's really into it. You could have them sign, you could sign them up or give them a gift certificate to like a pasta making class. And then it's sustainable. They're getting to learn a new skill. They don't, again, have to worry about where they're going to put it, which is always my problem. I just moved. So I know how much stuff I have and I don't need any more. So something like that, that you can go and experience. I love experiences as gifts as well. So yeah, kind of like piggybacking on that. I think we're in a time where the experience is 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 in, right? I think people want mm-hmm. experiences because we all have so much stuff. Like I love giving gifts. I love receiving gifts. Like, of course, like we're humans. We like doing those sort of hospi- hospitable things. But the experience is almost as important because, you know, you only live once and you might only get the opportunity to do something, you know, one time, whatever. Um, next on my list, and this kind of takes us back into the higher range, but it's something that I find a lot of people that quote unquote have everything don't have and probably want is a pizza oven. And what I mean by that is, uh, so like, I'm not saying build like a wood fire hearth, although that would be fantastic. And if you have that ability, it's great. But like, I do a lot of grilled pizza, whether I put a stone on the grill or whether I cook the pizza directly on the grill. I love that idea. And one of the items that is like super popular, and I think I, I actually have had this because a friend of mine owns it, is, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's O-O-N-I. I think it's Oni. It's a gas pizza oven, but they also have one that has an attachment where you can put wood chips in it. And I was like, how well does this work? And the wood chips lit super fast and it created legit, Jamie, some of the best pizza I've had at someone's house ever. It looks I've like, seen them. They look awesome. Yeah. It looked like it came out of like Bianco's in Phoenix, which I mean, if you're a chef's table fan, like, you know what I'm talking about, had those sort of beautiful, like bubbly pockets of like, you know, sort of darkish brown, black, like kind of char that comes from that wood fire oven. It was legit. And like, okay, full disclosure, it's 600 something bucks. So this is like the gift for someone like this might be a collective gift for your dad or your mom or your husband or wife or or someone who is like really into it and is going to use it. It's not the gift for someone who's like, well, maybe I want to take a cooking class. You know, I think that this is a, a big investment, but it is something that in my experience delivers like a really, really good product. and. If you have the means, you should do it. I love that. That's awesome. I I have some friends who have them, and I've been invited multiple times for pizza night, and I just haven't gone. But now I'm kind of intrigued because I've seen them, and I've heard how awesome they are. And, man, now, now I kind of want one. <laughs> no, and, and, and it's just... Yeah, I mean, I was impressed. I was very skeptical. I'm like, come on, how good is this? And I know, like, actually... Solo stove makes one too. Like some of those outdoor fireplaces, they now build like mm-hmm. inserts for it, and Weber has one. So it doesn't have to be the six hundred dollar model. If you already have a solo stove or you already have a Weber charcoal grill, maybe buying the couple hundred dollar insert is the more reasonable approach. I would say it's worth exploring the space because there is some good products out there that deliver high quality. My next gift is kind of on the same the same idea, not quite that price point. And I've talked about this before, but I just love it. I love my air fryer rotisserie. It's something we use constantly 
We use the rotisserie feature actually the most. So not just an air fryer, which I think are great, but the actual ability to rotisserie a small chicken. I We've had ours for almost three years now, and we rotisserie a chicken once a week, if not two chickens once a week. We love it so much. And we actually just had a mini Thanksgiving on Thursday, and we did a rotisserie chicken for that instead of a whole bird. So an air fryer that's also a rotisserie, I think is a great gift for anybody. No, Do you I, have an air fryer? I, I don't. I I like a, like a like a weirdo. I actually have like a deep fryer, and I, like because again, I, oh yeah. But I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't advise gifting a deep fryer because number one, it's like super unique. Like no, no one should be frying foods like deep frying foods at home on a regular basis. Like you know, shout out health concerns, but. I think that the air fryer technology has gotten to the point where it is now super reliable, super effective and super cost. It's very, it is more cost effective and it's not as you can get a good one. And I don't know if it's like a Ninja brand or whatever, but you can get a good combo that has the rotisserie component, the air fryer component that gives you that, that result you want, that fried result on a maybe somewhat healthier scale. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't put it in the same category, but I always say that this is like a great gift for someone who is, you know, maybe just purchased a home or is having kids or whatnot. It's a little bit more pedestrian and it doesn't get the the, the, the sort of sexy appeal that other gifts do. But like, there's really no shame in a good crock pot. And I'm not going to like go all down that road, but like, you know, maybe it's just because of the, the, of the, of the Brit family. But we use ours once a week to literally braise a whole pork shoulder because my kids mm-hmm. like are like raptors when it comes to pulled pork. They love it. And if you're cooking at volume, a big one is is probably on a list. But I think that's that's something you would have to get for the right person. And I feel like a lot of people get those as hand-me-downs from their parents or, 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 or whatnot. The mm-hmm. last big ticket item on my list and and this is something because I, I just it's necessity for me is a good coffee maker i i i don't want to like it, it can get a little insulting right when you tell someone that like oh their coffee maker is kind of trash but like i'll use an example like so for my, my personal thing i have a drip coffee maker why do i have a drip coffee maker because i have three kids and i have no time to do french press i have no time to do a percolator i have no time and I need more coffee than a single shot of espresso to get me through my life. I'm in that phase where a drip coffee maker, quantity trumps quality. But if you're not blessed with a lot of children, I would say that some of the sort of Breville Nespresso products that are out there, yeah. the single shot espresso coffee makers are legit. Like they produce high quality products. And if I could, if I could sit down and read the news, newspaper, whatever, have a cup of coffee and eat some breakfast uninterrupted, it would be top of my list. But because I literally walk with a travel mug with kids on my legs, I go the other route. But if you're in a market, and these can get expensive too, right? I mean, these are also pricey items. But a good French press is always a good gift. A percolator that can go on the stovetop, Always a good gift. And you can pick those up on the super cheap, even at like TJ Maxx or something like that. You can get one. It's almost a stocking stuffer because it's probably under 20 bucks for a French press or whatever. And I would say that the quality of percolated or French press coffee over just drip 
for a very low price point, assuming we're going to stay clear of the Nespresso machines that do us, you know, whatever. It's pretty affordable and it's a noticeable difference. I like that. You said stocking stuffers. That's actually my next category. And there's a lot of stuff in this category. It's probably my biggest one. But a lot of the things that I think are great gifts, they aren't big ticket items. So these would actually be perfect to put a few together in like a little gift basket for graduation gift, birthday gift, like something that maybe is a little smaller scale, but it's a lot. So I'll list off a few of my favorite ones. Uh, one would be a Thermapen thermometer. Those are expensive. There's like $100, but they are instant read. Worth the new it. ones are waterproof. Yeah, I love I love my Thermapen. I also have a microplane. The Y peelers, the Kuhn Rikon uh, peelers, one of my favorites. Different piping tips, cookie cutters, ring cutters, square cutters, tweezers for plating, spoons for plating, which Fortune Table has a great little plating kit that could just fit right in the stocking. Uh, Mini spatulas, not offsets, but actual rubber mini spatulas. We use them at home and I've used them in the industry constantly. They're probably the most used kitchen utensil in my kitchen right now. Silpats or silicone molds, and then a scale for accurate baking. If you're really going to be serious about baking, you're going to want to do things in grams or ounces, but definitely not cups. Those are kind of my stuff. That's like my rattle list of stocking stuff for items. What are you putting in your stockings? Well, so, so you touched on a lot of things that I also have on my list. I think Swiss peelers, the, the Kuhn yeah. Y-shaped peelers. I mean, they're a no-brainer. Um, I, I love the idea of a scale. I don't know if it's truly a stocking stuffer because of the size, but I think from the price point, you can get... It depends how big your stockings are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get an Edlin digital scale on the cheap on Amazon. Yep. And I think that if you are making bread... Or you're doing any sort of like precise measurement. Baking would be a prime example. I mean, where you're, you're you're doing something that actually has to be measured. You can't be like a chef, a savory chef, and just wing it. A digital scale is important. I, I, I've I've moved away in my career from bounce scales, and I just think they're they're they're, they're a little antiquated. Yeah, they're just too old school, and they honestly they just suck. They're just not a, they're not very accurate. So I think that a good I used you know Edwin's the brand. I also would say of that brand, I I would say a good set of tongs. I know that like it's crazy, like tongs are tongs, but like anyone who works in a kitchen knows that Edlin tongs are actually the best tongs you can buy. And if you're buying ones that have rubber on the end or they look nice, yeah, they might look good, but they're not really there. Um, my only tip on stocking, and you, you mentioned microplanes and, and, and star tips, like stay away from sharp sharp items because you know people might people might reach into the stocking. But no, those are all those are all great things, and you can easily add to someone's stocking or, or or give a smaller gift that is sort of an emerging passion for someone. I know uh, yep. what you said a silk pad, but last year my wife gave me a couche for. Um, Christmas and she kind of put it into my stocking because she knew I was sort of getting into bread and I was trying to shape. And it was one of those things that was pretty low cost, but it allowed me to explore a new sort of passion of mine, which was shaping bread, you know, probably could have got me a kitchen aid because I, you know, I'm still making it by hand, but the kush was a nice gift. And I think that if you just use that mindset that maybe the stocking is a great opportunity to, you know, just, to explore new things, you know. It, or, I feel. I was gonna say, I feel like your wife is a really good gift giver. The best, but Aaron, if you're listening, a KitchenAid. <laughs> no, I, I already, I already bought ski boots this year, so that was apparently my Christmas gift, and I'm using air quotes. But like, you know, fair enough. Ski boots are like multiple hundred dollars, but so we're probably in the same price point. <laughs> 
Um, well, either- I hope, I was going to say, I hope that this episode helps you if you're looking to give a great gift to that person on your list that maybe is hard to buy for or you don't know what to give gift them. I hope that this gave you some great ideas so you can be a good gift giver as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, as we're getting into the holiday season, if you are in a position where you can give, you know, to whomever, like I think that if you're if you're baking up a storm because you had a kitchen egg last year, donate some of that stuff to other people that might need it. I mean, I think we're all relatively fortunate, you know, here on the pod. And I feel like the people that listen to us are probably in a similar situation. But, you know, just remember this is giving is beyond our family. So just, you know, make sure that you're sharing your culinary skills outside of your own four walls. And to support small businesses when you're able to, there's a lot of great small businesses doing a lot of these things that we're talking about. So definitely support them as well. Have a great holiday season. Have a great holiday season, everyone. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. We also want to thank our friend Matt Burns for providing all the music for the Culinary Now podcast. If you liked today's episode, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Your positive feedback helps us reach more listeners. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to receive updates on new episodes from all our projects. If you'd like to reach out to the team at Culinary Now, please shoot us an email at culinarynowpodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Culinary Now Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. And we out.